Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, hey there. Welcome to Only Stupid Answers, the best damn podcast you can put your moist little ears into. This is going to be a very fun episode, DJ. Yeah, I'm, very I'm really excited. looking forward to it. Here's a quick intro for the, the two boys behind the microphones. Me over here, this is Sam Basher, uh, my co-host over there, partner in crime, DJ Woldridge. How That's you doing? me. I'm doing all right, man. I'm, I'm excited. Good. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about Legion Season 2. It just came back. Yep. Uh, but if, the, if you guys don't know, this podcast, we talked about... We talk about Movies. Yes. TV shows. Yes. Comic books. Yes. And the unknown. Yes. Whatever that means. Yeah. They, they, I mean, literally, whatever that means. Whatever that we means. We talk about it. Because we want to talk about dreams soon, and that's not unknown. Dreams would be great. Someone sent me a long, like a, a pretty a pretty descriptive dream they had, and I'm excited to share that one day when we get yeah. to it. We'll just figure out if people want it. Yeah. But they can hit us up if they do want it on our Twitter account, at Only Stupid Answers. Yeah, you got the vowels from stupid, but for all of our social media places to listen to this podcast, our Patreon, patreon.com slash Only Stupid Answers, you can go to OnlyStupidAnswers.com. You can even sign up to an, for a newsletter there that gives you the most up-to-date stuff on new merch we've got coming out, uh, new videos, stuff like that. Which, oh, can we announce a thing? Or should we, we should we I save? feel like we should announce the thing. We should announce the thing. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll give you all the details in the next in the upcoming weeks. Yeah. But for our 100th episode, which is coming up quick, yes. it's coming up fast. Uh, yep. DJ and I want to do something extra special. Yep. Uh, and w- the most special this special thing could be. So we're going to be doing if you're in the LA area, uh, mark your calendars May 8th. Yeah. Which is a Tuesday. Tuesday at 8 p.m. Yeah. Because we're going to be doing a live event. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, and it's not just uh, we're going to be doing a Sort of live episode. I want to say sort of because it's gonna. We're doing it. We're spinning it on its head. Yeah, not a lot. It's just slightly different. Uh, but we are going to be having a lot of our friends. Yeah, maybe friends who have other podcasts what? on the show, and they're going to be doing uh, special. I'm going to do air quotes performances. Yeah, whatever that means. That's not what you think it means. It's it's going to be very exciting. So keep an eye out. They, they we're going to have to sell tickets. The only way we can do this event. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, so if you live in the LA area or in Southern California and you want to drop by to this again, stay tuned to our Twitter at Only Stupid Answers. You ain't got the files from stupid or OnlyStupidAnswers.com. The newsletter. For more information about that coming up soon. But uh, and we'll be giving. Uh, we'll be announcing what friends are going to be joining us mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about this. We've been talking about doing something big. Yeah, and, and a lot of the things just flat out aren't doable. But we yeah. we figured it out. Yeah, but no, but this is going to be a ton of fun and we've been trying to do this for a while and we figured our 100th episode. It's not only our 100th episode, but it's actually within a few weeks of our 2-year anniversary. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be I'm really excited for it. And I hope as many of you guys uh, can join us as possible just because it's always a blast to meet you guys. Um, and I think you're really going to like uh, the guests we have. And I'm really excited to do a, a extra big sized episode with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so and if you're not uh, in the L.A. area, 
there should be opportunities to maybe see like, this, see this uh, if on our Patreon. You all, you will all hear it. It's still our 100th episode, yeah, so yeah, it yeah. will go up. But um, th- there's some stuff that you have to see to believe, mm-hmm. as they say, classic OSA fashion. Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, keep an eye out for that fun announcement to- up top. But uh, at the top of most of these episodes, we'd like to read some reviews from you guys. Uh, yes. Some from iTunes, some from Patreon, because you can listen to the podcast on both of them platforms. Yeah. So not only is there hundreds of platforms that you can listen to the podcast normally but you can also check it out on patreon and you can also leave uh comments on our episodes on patreon and that's where this is from sam you want to tackle this is for our ready player one episode yes that was last week is that yes what? jesus it all blurs together this is from joseph gilbert it sounds to me like you guys would really like this book as an avid book reader i generally hate movies based on books but in this case the book actually made me appreciate the movie more than other people i know two movies ever i have ever Wait, two movies ever I have liked more and slash or as much as the book, this and Interview with a Vampire, which was a very, very boring book. That's what I've heard from people who have read that. Interesting. Yeah, and I know that movie is supposed to be good. But Tom Cruise is in that book. He's in the book? Yeah. Tom Cruise is in the book. Tom Cruise is in the book. I got to read the book now. (laughs) Just like John Noble is in Legends of Tomorrow. Ah, please make sure you're listening to Super TV Showdown because... Boy, oh boy, it was a weird episode for TV shows this week. But thank you for writing that review. We love to get more reviews from you guys on iTunes. Five stars if you don't mind. And also comment on the Patreon posts. Uh, Also... Oh man, we're gonna announce so much cool shit at the 100th episode. Yeah. Like new projects that are about to happen. Yeah, we've got a lot. We've got a lot coming up. Um, so this episode, we're gonna be doing what we're into, which I believe we're probably go- both gonna talk about a two quiet things. place. Uh, oh, we could talk about the other thing too. If okay, you if if you want, yeah. we can give a shout out to it. But yes, no, we're we got a quiet, quiet place. place, and then we're talking about season two of Legion, the which premiere. is one of possibly the our favorite superhero shows. And yeah. if you're not watching it. Ooh, you're missing out. It might be one of the most creative TV shows uh, ever created. I think that's a fair thing to say. Uh, That doesn't mean we can say that everyone's going to like it. It is definitely the most one of the most ambitious uh, projects Marvel has ever tried to make. Definitely, uh, when it comes to film, easily. So before we dive into that, two things. One, please, if you get a second, go to chaostheorycomic.com. That is the web page for my new comic book, which is coming to Kickstarter. I announced the release date on my Twitter, whatever, um, through the newsletter that's on there. Um, It's Monday. April 30th. Mm-hmm. That's also the day our Avengers Infinity War review goes up. Just to keep track. Oh. Uh, so, so that is when it's going live. I would love it if you all showed up on day one. There's going to be special exclusive rewards for contributing on the first day. Also, if you sign up for the newsletter at chaostheorycomic.com, there's a special, a different special exclusive reward for those people. So don't miss out on any of that. Sign up for the newsletter at chaostheorycomic.com, and I really appreciate the support I get from you guys on that. I'm really excited for this book. It's uh, big. It's big. It's epic. It's an ambitious project. But before we get started with today's episode, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Dollar Shave Club because they've always helped out the show and they're going to help out you today because, guys, your bathroom called. It's time to give it a good cleaning, the cleaning that it deserves. Get rid of all that junk that's just lying around and freshen it up with high quality products from Dollar Shave Club. Members like me and DJ, Mm -hmm. we get everything we need for our morning routine delivered right to our door. Dollar Shave Club has razors, shave butter, shampoo, body wash, toothpaste, everything you're going to need. You get an amazing high quality shave every single time you use their executive razor. It's the best razor I've ever used and I love using their Dr. Carver Shave Butter because it's fantastic. It goes on clears so you can see exactly what you're shaving. And since Dollar Shave Club delivers everything to you, you didn't have to set foot in the store no more, no wandering around the aisles looking like a dum-dum. You can get everything. You get the shampoo, the body 
body wash toothpaste sent straight to you. So easy. So with that, you can clean up your bathroom and your morning routine by joining Dollar Shave Club today. And for just $5 with free shipping, you'll get the six-blade executive razor plus trial sizes of shea butter, body cleanser, and one wipe Charlie's. Then keep the blades coming for a few bucks more a month. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash stupid. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash stupid. Now back to the show. Those guys are always good to the show. Let's talk about, though... What we're into this week, and we have to uh, go to an awesome screening and put out a little review for it on our yeah. YouTube channel for A Quiet Place, directed by John Krasinski. Yep. John Jim Helbert Krasinski. Yeah. His birth name. Uh, and the character he plays is Jim from The Office. It's just after a, everybody's dead. Yeah, because <laughs> then you wouldn't have fun anymore. <laughs> you, I'm going to be honest. I, I wouldn't be the fun-loving guy after everything He does get a lot of world. good glances in this. He does, and he gets a lot of good tears. Uh, but yeah, you guys, if you don't know, it, it's basically like a post-apocalyptic world where this family is trying to survive but the threat that is out there that's hunting them is a creature that only hunts by sound yes. so they have to be completely silent basically for their entire life so no yeah. talking uh if they do talk it's very quiet yeah it's like this let's yeah. do the review like this But um, it, it's a uh, it, the reviews for this. I think it dropped down now to ninety seven percent on Rotten such Tomatoes. A failure now. But it was yeah, exactly right. It was at a hundred percent for a long time. This yeah. movie deserves a lot of praise because if you're a fan of thrillers, I think a thriller is the right term for this. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a horror thriller. It's like a good uh, creature feature type thriller. We like to throw around the term a lot, especially with stuff like Cloverfield and Black Mirror. The term like Twilight Zone, like it reminds us of Twilight Zone. And I feel like this really fits that bill. Like it just it's it builds an entire world off of. Uh, a kind of scary what if scenario uh-huh. and it does a really good job with that it stars and like Sam said it's uh, directed and stars and also was written co-written by John Krasinski starring his wife also Emily Blunt and then Millicent Simmons and Noah Jupe and I just saw this again last night oh you did yeah does it hold up uh, it does hold up it is very good the acting in it is incredible I, I've got to give uh just special credit to Emily Blunt. She's so good in this movie. Like kill like the stuff she's and it's little stuff too. Like there's a there's a sequence that they that they show in um the trailers with her dealing with her being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Kills it. But there's also little moments, very f- fun human moments she gets with the son. Um and and I Noah Jupe really stood out to me too the second time. His reactions to thing. Like I I guarantee you the kids were cast uh in large part to how are you just reacting to things with your eyes? Mm-hmm. And Noah Jupe murders it. And it's worth pointing out that uh Millicent Simmons plays a deaf girl in this and she is deaf in mm-hmm. real life. That is really that's a uh I appreciate that uh that choice yeah. to uh, cast someone who is actually deaf because there are deaf actors uh, out there that are trying to get work and like I, I saw the movie Hush. Do you remember Hush? It was, it's I've on heard Netflix. about Hush. I've heard really good things actually about it, but uh, I've not seen it. The movie got a little too overhyped for me. It's it's mm. a good it's a good solid thriller, yeah. but it's not like gonna blow your mind. Yeah. Uh, but the actress it can speak like. Yeah. Uh, but the point of that character is that she's both mute and deaf. So mm. it's and there's someone trying to kill her and it's it's crazy. Uh, there's like no way. How is this woman ever gonna survive this? So yeah. it's um. Uh, it was. Uh, I thought she was actually deaf, but then there's a moment in the movie where she's talking like mm-hmm. clearly, and she does interviews where she can hear you and talk, and yeah. like so. It's like it's a little bit of a bummer, but it is cool that um, they they made such an inspired choice for this casting uh, for casting her, uh, and all the actors kill it, and the direction of this movie is 
very good. The way yeah. the world's built out is very interesting because they do very subtle things to show you that like it's not just this family. Spo- yeah. it, that, that's I'm not spoiling things. It's that and you're only following this family, yeah. but there are a handful of other yeah. people <laughs> that probably live in this world. Yeah, yeah. and which is good yeah. that they they're able to say that because it's a whole world. You um, wouldn't lose everybody in it just a majority of people so many people oh and you get it watching it too that because these these murder bugs uh they're they're you can see why they were so efficient at taking out large chunks of people especially if you lived in a large city where it's so noisy yeah um but and and very small sounds are still trigger them yeah so and it's interesting because there's a there's the old saw in filmmaking show don't tell and because there's so little dialogue this movie does an incredibly good job of giving you all the pieces you all the exposition you would normally get in one of these movies just showing you the details and letting you put the piece together to understand how the creatures work um uh what what their weaknesses in the wrong term but the things that you can use to mask your own sounds that you make or distract them um how these people live like it's it's so excellent at doling out that information visually without having somebody like sit down and be like hey here's the things you need to know this is a good point uh i did have like a question yeah like when they they in the movie yeah they find a place why is it a quiet place no okay and that's the point is that it allows them to kind of act a little normal yeah why didn't they move there? <laughs> right? Yeah. There is a couple questions. There's also a room that they set up to deal with the pregnancy situation that's supposed to be more quiet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why didn't you do that the whole house? Mm-hmm. And it's stuff well, like... Well, also, you can't do, like, construction here. You yeah. can't, like, because any, like... But they like, did it to the one room. Why don't you do it to the whole house? Because they were doing it with paper. They were they yeah. were pasting paper. Do which, it to the whole house. Well, they bar- <laughs> well, if you look at the timetable of how long it took them to do that one room... Yeah. Imagine if they did it to the true, whole house. It would have true. taken uh, such a long time. And also, it's one of those, it, it, going off on the Twilight Zone thing, it's more. It's less about the minutia and the, the practicality of accomplishing of what you would do in that world and more of teleporting to to like almost like a bad dream mm-hmm. you know oh, what I mean it's, it's the worst dream yeah it's at, it they and this movie if you guys like being stressed out in a theater this movie will make you the most stressed out you've ever felt i got a lot of i got some flack on the internet for calling it fun and i would call it fun this is this is i think i think there's a there's a few different types of horror movies and there there are fun ones like like a roller coaster like mm-hmm. you're going on a ride you know what i mean and i feel like this is one of those and then there's ones like the witch that like sit with you like you just dwell on like every once in a while your mind drifts back to and like i don't know how to process that information mm-hmm. and i think those are those are important those movies are are important um and i enjoy those type of horror movies again those are i want to use the term a little bit more adult this is definitely this is a good date movie this is a good you want to go hang out with your friends movie this is that type of horror movie mm-hmm. like i i would would you characterize it as fun yeah. yes you'll have a good time watching it yeah but not in the way it, you'll have. It's as fun as going to. It's as fun as going to a haunted house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great way of characterizing. Mm-hmm. It's not fun in the same way like Guardians of the Galaxy is. But no, it's like, no, no. It's an entertaining movie. Yeah. And entertaining doesn't mean you're going to be giggling the whole time. It's yeah. that you're just you're engaged. Yeah, you're engaged, and it definitely engages also, you. Also, sorry. 
but I, I just wanted to say mad props to John Krasinski because he made like he's directed two movies. We found that out they, before, before this before one, this. Yeah. And he's been trying to break into like this realm of filmmaking because I, he clearly has a good vision for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also since he like it was able to do like a rewrite of the script, which I, we don't know how much he changed. Yeah. Uh, would, that, that doesn't matter. It's that he has such a big hand in this and for how well it's being received by so many people. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. It's like it's when like you find out your friend like got cast in that big role. You're like, yeah, good for you, man. Like yeah. you're, you're genuine from what it looks like you seem like a genuinely good person and we want you to do well yeah and also it's um i would highly recommend you go and see it in theaters because people re- people's reactions are great mm-hmm. oh they're yeah. so good especially if you've seen it before mm-hmm. it's so much fun like it's seeing the wave of reactions hit the audience the way people different re- different people react to different stuff Mo- everyone in it's our great. aisle was like slumped over in their chair and they're like <gasps> they're like grabbing their head and they're like yeah. breathing heavy because like as soon as like uh like someone wakes up and they look and there's like a thing in the room and they're like no come on just give them a break yeah. please just give them a break uh but you can see our full review on our youtube channel and i think the yeah. dj did a good job of like Thanks, really man. encapsulating how we both feel about it um so go check that out. But and if you, uh, I think if you still are like nervous about scary movies, I think this movie is still worth seeing because John Krasinski wanted to direct it because of his, uh, being a new parent yeah. or just being a parent in general and what you what the lengths you would go to protect your family in any kind of situation. And that movie really encapsulates that feeling well. Also, uh, I was texting my brother about this movie and he loved it. And yeah. he, he likes to follow filmmakers really closely. And he found an interview from John Krasinski and he said uh, his approach to the aliens coming to Earth, uh, he described it as releasing wolves in a daycare center, yeah. which we both laughed at because like that's a perfect example of like, what's the mentality of like all of a sudden if you were like taking care of a daycare full of children yeah. and like three wolves, full grown wolves show Showed up. It's like you wouldn't spend your time trying to think of how did the wolves get here. Yeah. The problem, the the main goal is to get the kids safe. Yeah, I don't give a shit of where they came from. Yeah, get the kids safe and keep them quiet and make sure you can get out of here alive. Yeah, which getting out of here, there might the doors disappeared on the daycare center. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you just have to try to figure out a way to survive. Yeah. Do you so, want to briefly before we move on dive into spoilers? Uh, just for a second. Maybe give them a window. How how long do we want to? How long do we? Just because re- I don't think. The movie is best when you don't have anything spoiled. Yeah, agree. So, but just for discussion purposes, what did you want to say? Give us, give us like five minutes, guys. Five if minutes. You, if you haven't seen it, give us five minutes. Come back in five minutes, and we'll do a ding, ding, ding. Yeah. When you can come back in, go ahead. Uh, so, um, I actually wanted to see what you wanted to say about uh, spoilers. I like the design of the creatures. They're little. They're little. And radar the, plates on their face. The way that you are able to uh, figure things out about how they work yeah. is pretty cool. Also, they are scary fast. They yeah. are the fastest thing on the planet. Like yeah. besides cars, actually, they seem faster than cars. They like, seem about as fast as maybe a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can't drive cars in this world mm-hmm. because they would hear you. Also, little boy at the beginning of the movie, he's boy, oh boy. Yeah, he was just not meant for that world, man. Uh-huh. Like when Dad says, "Hey, don't, don't use this thing. It's loud." And then your sister throws you a bone and gives you the rocket ship. Don't grab the batteries, dude. Yeah, like come on, man. Because it's not the toy that's the problem; it's yeah. the batteries in the toy. The sound you've this kid had has had to have seen some shit. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, it's like day forty something. Most of it's that town's basically already abandoned. That kid's seen some shit. Come on, he's just he just was too sweet. He's also, too sweet for that world. Or at least dad, like dad, made the quick decision of don't take it. Yeah, but later on, you see that like they snipped the the. 
the sound from it. Yeah. But also, based on all the other toys they have, they're not playing with heavy things. They're playing yeah. with like knit, knit things. things. If yeah. they dropped it, it wouldn't make a sound. So it's like, also, just don't take it. Like, yeah. don't don't do that. And the way they deal with family and also like the with losing somebody, uh, especially in the circumstances, what happens to the kid? Uh, you you try not to blame people. But you either end up blaming yourself or somebody else. Like mm-hmm. that, like the guilt goes, can, well, or it can go to both. Even if you don't blame somebody, you still might have trouble trusting them because the reason he doesn't let her downstairs is because of the noise. Mm-hmm. He's afraid that she'll she'll make noise, which actually she does. Uh, mm-hmm. But but um, and, and that's not that's not blaming somebody. But that is a there was a breach of trust. Yeah, and that's legitimate, especially if you're a parent. Like that that's one thing my parents always expressed to me. Like, hey, we we trust you, and if you ever do something. To damage that, it's going to take time to repair. And also, you know yeah, I mean? and but comparing it like losing a brother and then yeah. losing, losing like the car, the keys. car keys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little, it's or a the little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but actually, in the comments, uh, Maggie said that you did such a good job with the review. You sold her on seeing it, which Yay! is pretty cool. They said, yeah, they, uh, uh, yeah, they're down to they're now they're down to go see it. Uh, no, you should go definitely go see this movie. Uh, I did want to mention that uh, I, I did like the moment where they were able to talk. I like that yeah. they I like that this movie was able to have a reprieve for just a second that mm-hmm. allowed the father and son to actually communicate. Uh not that sign language is not a way of communicating, but it looks like they're not great at it. And mm-hmm. like because they had to learn it so quick. Yeah. Um may, they had to learn it for their daughter, but also it looks like um you know, if you can talk, you want to talk. Like yeah. um and so that you're able to see them kind of relax and actually have a heart to heart about like how they're feeling yeah. and also later on when they're in their room and they're able to talk but also it's like you couldn't put a heavier door on like the secret hideout it's just a mattress are you kidding yeah. me like let them like put something also I just desperately wanted some somebody to do something with that nail after after she steps on it the first time do something do something with it cover do, it up do something I don't know man I mean maybe maybe it's stuck in her foot still I don't yeah, know yeah, no yeah. it's not but no, um, it's not but um, the what was the other thing that uh, how do you wash clothes and be quiet I mean, hanging up is easy. Yeah. You can just do that. But like, fuck. Yeah, it is. It, it is tougher. Once you really try to like break it down, like it, some of the stuff doesn't. Like, why did they stay in the creaky ass house? Like everything in that house is made of wood. Like, well, they stay. On, that's why they move to the barn where it's open and they and everything's ground level. Yeah. They don't. They, there is an upper level where they do stay, but it's very. They have to do it very calmly, yeah. very slowly, uh, which is like at where else would you stay like yeah. you'd have to build a cabin that didn't have a floor yeah. and that would that's where you'd stay yeah. yeah so there's not like a better answer to it but they did do like if you if you lived in a farming community that you're in the basically the best scenario for this also something that people i actually heard when i was leaving the theater people kind of complaining about and it was a question of mine too was like how did nobody figure out feedback was the weakness like it's, it's almost as bad as water in signs like mm-hmm. wait how do we not figure that out? However, science happens in a day, though. Yeah, that's true. And and the and I actually really enjoy science. That's yeah. not me throwing shade at the science. I actually really enjoy that movie. Uh, and this movie does remind me of that. However, my interpretation is that it's not just general feedback, but Dad, the character's name is Lee, stumbled upon in trying to make this thing for his daughter. It was a specific, to, yeah. like something specific, like the way he put that together, whenever they hit it with their radar thing, does a specific feedback that messes them up. And it's not just generally feedback. Mm-hmm. Well, the way he described it for a second was that it was supposed to, that the hearing aids that he was able to find yeah. that weren't working, he boosted the signal inside of them. Yeah. So that doesn't mean 
just anything louder. It's that how specific and concentrated this yeah. burst of sound is that's trying to go into her brain. And it's really gratifying when she uses it to take him out. Yeah, it's really... Super gratifying. It's really cool. Um, they did a great job directing, and uh, we've already said that, but yeah. go see the movie. If you're on the fence about it, it it's worth your time and your money. Spoilers done. Spoilers done. Spoilers done. Let me do that for 10 more minutes so they know that it's over. But yeah, it's a really good movie. Go see it. But let's get into the one, the show we want to talk about. Yeah, so we're going to go talk about Legion, but before we dive into that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Simple Contacts. It's the most convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes. It's vision care for the 21st century. Now, they were able to set me up with some because uh, yeah. your eyes are perfect. They're, yeah. They've so never far. been better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait till I get to them. But uh, no, uh, my contacts, since second grade, I've needed glasses. And in junior high, I was able to get some contacts and it really changed my life. And using Simple Contacts, the way that their platform works has yeah. made me feel a lot better about uh, getting checkups. Now, to be clear, uh, Simple Contacts is not a replacement for uh, a regular a full eye health exam. That just to be clear. Yeah. This will help you though reorder uh, your prescription with ease. How easy is it? They have a vision test that is self-guided and takes about five minutes. Think of how much time you save compared to making an appointment and getting to the eye doctor, taking time off, et cetera, et cetera. And it, this uh, test is designed by doctors and licensed ophthalmologists review every single test to make sure your eyes are healthy and uh, you're going to get the right kind of contacts. And they have every brand and all types of lenses, so do not worry. Now, guys, if you did not know, there's a law in the United States that requires anyone who wears contacts to have a new prescription written every year in order to be able to buy lenses, even if your vision hasn't changed for 15 years and you have perfectly healthy eyes. And it could be very expensive, time-consuming, and it, it, people get put off. Uh, I'm guilty of this, of not always scheduling my eye appointments on time and sometimes wearing my contact lenses for too long. That's mm-hmm. very unhealthy for you guys. So signing up with Simple Contacts today can help you keep your eyes healthy and it's going to make you feel better, right? Yes. And since summer is right around the corner, Corner, you want to have some uh, fresh contacts for going to the beach, you Absolutely. know? You're going to look so cool. You're going to look so cool. Everyone's going to be like, wow, great contacts in those eyes. And you'll be like, thanks. And your confidence is going to soar. And if you're listening right now, just so you know, the vision test only is $20 compared to if you were to make an appointment without insurance that could cost over $200. Woof. Oof. Yeah. Oof. But don't worry, guys. We've got a special promotion for you, DJ. Yeah. If you want $30 off your contacts, you should go to simplecontacts.com slash answers and enter our code answers Answers. at checkout so to make that as completely crystal clear for you as possible as crystal clear as if you had simple contacts contacts in your eyes brand new contacts you can get $30 off your contacts by going to simplecontacts.com slash answers and entering our code answers at checkout and to be clear guys this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam but this does help you refill your prescription so check it out today good people over simple context they do they do well by us Mm -hmm. they do good by us let's talk about though lesion because dear lord this is spoiler free so we can just have a discussion about yeah we're gonna start we're gonna do this like we normally do with movies where it's spoiler free and then spoilers Mm -hmm. yeah it's like Hmm. I don't think there's an equivalent to Legion. I don't think there's an equivalent to I, explain. Here, there is some, there, no. There is what what Twin Peaks was mm. to small town murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. Legion is to superhero movies. That is the closest superhero shows. That is the cl- closest comparison I can find. It's mm. not like a one to one. 
But that's what w- the closest thing that this show makes me think of is Twin Peaks. I've never seen Twin Peaks. Have you? It, yes. Uh-huh. Have you? What did you watch the revival? I have not had a chance to watch the revival, which actually really bums me out. It it sounds I've heard like many good things. It sounds like Legion is closer to the revival because the ro- like in the first Twin Peaks they tried to rein in David mm-hmm. Lynch, like he or he tried to rein himself in. Like it 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 was weird for TV at that time. You know what I mean? But now they get to be full weird. Yeah, now it's like, it's just David Lynch. You know what I mean? And that's, I I would imagine that, so I imagine that's closer to Legion because Legion does not feel, ever feel like it's reining itself in. Nope. Never. Yeah. Except for maybe when a character calls the Shadow King by, like calls him the Shadow King. Yeah. Besides that, because it feels like it's coming from a comic book and not from Noah Hawley's imagination, yeah. then it feels reined in. But that's literally it. Or, not reined in. Those are the support structures for the story. And yeah. then everything and else. And you ha- need something, man. It was, so this episode, I don't know about you, but for me, it just went right in. There was no previously on Legion. No. It just dived right in. You're like, oh, no, this is a show I definitely could use previously on. <laughs> but the show does a good This episode does a good job of slowly doling out, like, this is what's happened yeah. before, and we're going to, and we'll, we'll catch back up. And it's important to remember that that's kind of like Legion's bit is uh, just a general sense of confusion or just dis- being, feeling disoriented. Mm-hmm. So di- just straight diving into whatever the hell is happening. It's like, well, if you wanted me to feel disoriented, good job. Because mm-hmm. Legion, man, Legion season one was a treat. It was. It was. Uh, because it, it, requires a lot from the audience mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing nope. it, it unless you're like like nine movies in and all of a sudden they like they're gonna do a call back to like the first movie in a series of movies that's not even an equivalent I, there's for me there is not an equivalent to the show it's just that it's going it, it deals with mental illness and the way that the mind can work or the way that the mind just tries to perceive things and the show tries to trick you and it, it expects you to kind of uh uh, just be up for anything speaking of the show trying to trick you remind me when we get into spoilers about delusion was that the delusion yeah yeah let's when we go into spoilers i want to talk to you a little bit about that it kind of it reminds me a little bit of like uh like neil gaiman a little bit because i've read the first uh book of sandman yeah and that deals with dreams a lot and but that one's way more straightforward than what this show is it's interesting because um you talk about the show trying to trick you with the way it does stuff. There was a point you came in as I was watching the last 10 minutes and something shorted out in my feed and it jumped ahead and there was like a little like feedback on the TV and I assumed it was just part of the show. No, no, you were missing. Yeah. I think you missed a few moments of it, but you got the gist. Yeah. You got the gist of what's happening. But it's, that's the type of show we're talking about here where it's like, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I, I'm assuming the feedback on the TV is just part of the show. <laughs> the, uh, the episode though, uh, season one, uh, was some of the most creative filmmaking I've ever seen, especially for TV. Yeah. Like, the way they... Uh, basically, the way the Shadow King chose to mess with people. That yeah. Like, it's clearly he's doing it just to make you feel as disoriented as possible so that he is more powerful. Well, and something from outside of the reality of the show, you, when you're talking about... Shows talk about mental illness in a lot. You know what I mean? They, they especially dive, now. Yeah, especially, especially now. now. Or because they use a, it in a heightened sense. Yeah, exactly. It's a quick way of like creating stakes and suspense or whatever. This feels like the first time where a show really explores the idea in a in a more mature way. In a, yeah. in a way of like, what does that really mean to people that are dealing... And less of a, less of a crutch about like... I think it comes up a lot of times because if you were living in the normal world and you try to explain to somebody that you went to a ancient monastery in the himalayas and got a glowy power fist to stop people they would think you're crazy but they don't really dive into the idea of like what is 
what is quote unquote crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, what happens when you really can't trust your own mind? Mm-hmm. And this show deals with that. And I think a very, uh, a very honest way in a very um, open way, less, less damning, less like in the first episode, actually season two, there's a perfect example of that. And yeah. there's, uh, it's, um, there's a thing Mm-hmm. moving around in the show and we'll get into spoilers of what that it actually yeah we'll get in that with spoilers yeah um but there's uh some camera tricks where like the camera will kind of like pan back and forth and all of a sudden the thing will be there and it's not there and i feel like that's a good example a good because i do not have uh, schizophrenia or any of those mental illnesses i'm gonna yeah. do i'm gonna be as respectful as i can but uh, usually with that you hear voices or you see things out of the corner of your eye and they, you don't know if they're there or they're not yeah and this episode actually deals with that a lot about delusion of like what is there and what's not and when does the brain start throwing away reality to really believe in delusion yeah uh because like or which one are you just choosing to accept and it's a great thing to do because because legion in the comics david hall in the comics is your typical comic book mental illness case where it's like each he has multiple personalities and each one has their own power and it's just like it's not tethered to what the real struggles of actually having a mental illness which is similar to having an illness you know what i mean it's just it's it's a part of yourself that you can't control uh, that is a detriment to your day-to-day life. That's just like a normal illness, but in our culture, it's what, it's stigmatized differently because it's in the mind. You know what I mean? And this show tackles that in a way. It, it, it's almost like, like I'm a big fan of Moon Knight, and everybody's like, Moon Knight should be the next Netflix show. You, yeah. it, unless you're going to tackle the mental illness, you can't even tackle it the same way, but with the same maturity, uh-huh. don't bother. Noah Hawley would do a really good Moon Knight he would do a, it, it, We were having fun before yeah. this episode. We were talking about what other shows would be up his alley. And yeah, you had a good suggestion. Well, the, the, the thing I brought up, because uh, as of this recording, Sam's going to be doing, we've been re-watching the MCU films leading up to Avengers Infinity War. Sam's going to do Doctor Strange, which mm-hmm. by the time this goes live, he's already done. And it's like, yeah, Noah, Noah Hawley would do the version of Doctor Strange that I want to see. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, and it would... I don't know if you could do a full movie of it, like a movie that's a, uh, that most audiences would be on board for. Because I don't yeah. Legion's got a big audience, but I don't think it has like the biggest. Yeah, it has, it has a good FX audience, probably. Yeah, yeah. which is not nothing. Which but is not but nothing. then we tried to then we tried to figure out like who would be the worst. Yeah, who would be the worst? But you just brought up uh, Moon Knight. That's a good suggestion. I said Iron Man would be the furthest from from what, what this is. What this yeah. is not the no Holly's the good, most grounded grounded <laughs> uh like spider-man would be interesting if you did like a whole mysterio season yeah that's the thing that's the why that's why that's why spider-man actually could work depending on the, who the villain is like yeah. mysterio hell yeah mm-hmm. fantastic four you actually probably do a great job with he was attached to a doctor doom thing for he a still minute. is okay yeah or whatever that means exactly but that would work too because fantastic yeah. four is so uh jack kirby weird 70s like adventure through the multiverse well, speaking of the weird 70s the and once again coming back to legion it's very hard to pin down in, in some ways. I feel like this is actually its most comic booky element is what time it takes place in, which is great because since a lot of the comics we read were created in the forties, fifties, sixties, even though they t- take place in an ever present, like it's always the present, they have elements that are throwbacks to that. So there's this weird timelessness to them. And this show captures that where mm-hmm. it's like, it feels it, it, it fluctuates from feeling now to 20 years in the future to 20 to 40 years in the past like mm-hmm. it's it exists in that place which feels like a comic book yeah and where it's just, it's it's just one a of collection the, of everything thrown into a pot which is pretty fun which yeah. is a pretty cool way and it allows your set designers to have a lot of fun with the fashions uh in the in the styles of those eras oh man the head of what what is it director three the or what was it? uh, uh th- th- what the fuck why can't we remember what it is it's uh Division three. Division three. The head of division, division one, three. two, and three. We didn't write Quiet Place. 
You did. I give it a B plus. I give it an A minus. There you go. Obviously, that's where we differed with that. But anyways, back <laughs> yeah. to Legion. Um, yeah, there's a the the way that they handle the look of the show is yeah. really cool. But also, the way that certain scenes play out uh, are more interpretive literally with an interpretive dance scene that happens in this episode uh, where probably it, one of my favorite things i've ever seen in a tv show ever it's so cool because the the three people it's happening between is dan stevens aubrey plaza and jermaine clement yeah jermaine clement which i found out there's no r in his name yeah. which i made my google searches really hard listen man if you man you should check out the whoa just blanked on his group. Shit. Flight of the Concords? Fight, Concord, Fight of the Concords. Jeez. Yeah, you blanked hard. Yeah, I blanked hard on that one. Have you seen Flight of the Concords? Uh, so no. Uh, so but good. Danny Boy seems to be a fan of them in you, the comments. Thank you, Danny. It's so good. It's, uh, no. And he's he's great in this. Uh, and I love the way they utilize Aubrey Plaza. And she's Dan Steve, great. She's so good. I love the intro of the show when she's just on, like, they're floating in the middle of the pool. And it's interesting when you find out who she's playing in that scene because it's not who I initially thought it was mm. in that specific scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's confusing. And it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're not... I feel like people are getting like, it sounds like confusing and challenging. No, I don't it's know not. if I want to watch this show. It's very... It is, it is those things, but watch it. It's meant to take really big ideas and they actually boil them down so that you understand it, but at the same time, they want to keep you on your toes, yeah. but also show you some of the most uh, complex visuals you'll ever see in a TV show. So it's like, you're not getting your CBS straight, glowy uh, stage set of cameras where it's like locked off. This is what you're getting. Yeah. They're taking the most creative route to tell a story. And they all, and when I say like it's for people who are willing to pay attention, if you're willing to get a very fulfilling story, watch Legion. It, yeah. But it does require you to not be on your phone, not be checking Twitter when you're watching it. It's like it asks you to pay attention. And it's interesting. Like, Which I, is not a lot, by no, the way, yeah. to watch a TV show. Like yeah. that's, you should be paying attention. The, uh, I don't. <laughs> It's it's one of the best things about the superhero boom that we're in, in that like the the detriment is you've got a lot of the same. Hmm? You know what I mean? And even <laughs> though we love it. There's a lot of like the Marvel movies, the CW shows. There's a lot of like similarity in those veins. Mm-hmm. But once it gets to that point, like, was there any ever part of you before the series that were like, yeah, Legion TV show? That's what I want. I vaguely knew who David Holler was. Yeah. Actually, I didn't know his name was David Holler. I just knew it was Professor. X- Professor X's son, his name is Legion. That's yeah. what I thought. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. And so, but now we have it. Uh-huh. And because, because there's such a glut of those things, the, the C-listers are able to come out. C-lister, D, Z-lister. Like, yeah. David Holler's barely on there as he, far as anybody's he is, like... He's got his own like comic run that was important, but it's like as important as like Animal Man. I know you love Animal oh, Man. I do love Animal but Man. But he's like a Z-lister. We might get an Animal Man someday because of what's happening now, which would be great. Oh, it'd be so weird. He'd be perfect for the CW shows to pop up there. You got Vixen, get Animal Man. Easy yeah, peasy. You have Buana Beast. Be, it wouldn't be the Animal Man I love popping up on the CW Too shows. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad you'll get a version of him, though. You, uh, but I would eat that up. It would Who be great. But, he, but like I said, like it's the same kind of thing where it's yeah. like a Z-lister. He's got a good run, and now they base like the show off of that. Yeah. Um, but I did have something I did want to say. Uh, but coming, coming back to the episode, this premiere did a good job of like kind of... Uh, it's jumping into the deep end of what Noah Hawley is trying to do with this show because you get a lot of crazy set uh, images, but also the introduction of new characters yeah. uh, and some introductions uh, or reintroductions of characters you met in the first episode of the last season. Yeah. Talking about half burned face man. <laughs> uh, and he had a great scene where he was like, I, I love that actor. He's so good. I'm glad that they brought him back in season two and he's back here. Cause he's just really, good. and he's a regular actor. Cause he, you, I didn't know he was still alive until the finale of yep. uh, the second, last episode of last season. Yep. Um, but his, he's got a great scene with, 
David because David, just to give a, a sum up of where what's happened, is yeah. like the end of last season, he disappeared. He was yeah. taken in this orb, <laughs> in this <laughs> beam, and now he's back. And we don't know what happened in between all of that. So this... And, uh, and there's a chunk of time. It's not like... A year's th- gone. For David, and I think this is what the show's kind of going for, is we are, the, we are watching the show through the perspective of David. Mm-hmm. So when David was gone and was back and it felt like nothing happened we are in that boat like we assume that this is like a lot of finales where it just picks up right where we left off nope <laughs> oh it's been almost a year yeah it's been a three it's three days short of all an entire year yeah. um and a lot of a lot of stuff has changed and when we get to sit down with this actor i'll pull up character names in just a second just so we can you know identify people but this uh this agent uh, is talking to David and you get this great exchange where he said he used to with his grandma he would watch soap operas and whenever anyone would have amnesia or um, have oh, an I evil love twin that scene. he's like they'd eat they'd eat a bite of ice cream mm-hmm. and then he gets a, he gets an uh, ice cream delivered and he's about to take a bite when David's about to say that he doesn't know what happened and he's like he has a great joke where he's like yeah I was a fat kid yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but he says something else about how his grandma's not around anymore but it's a really uh, sweet moment for him where you get to learn more about him that he's like yeah I'm not buying this bullshit even in a world of like kid soldiers and girls with mustaches and robot voices and a guy wearing a basket like it's yeah. like i th- like i if you guys have not watched the premiere there's a chunk of some of the weirdness but it makes sense when you get into it yeah and it's interesting i actually really like it that scene because it's, <laughs> it's one of the it's one of the times where you actually have a character that feels like he knows he's in a comic book like when the guy shows up out of nowhere, don't trust that shit. Yeah, it's, you know no, I mean? it's not. You and it's a great comparison to soap opera because comics are soap operas mm-hmm. at their core. Like that's their their. This is a very, very, very well made trippy soap opera. But yeah. yes, there is some of that relationship uh, stuff you got to deal with. Also, I didn't. I forgot that this the season one was treated like chapters, and this is chapter nine. I like that. Yes, I like. I really like that. Oh, um, I cannot find that actor on IMDb. I got you. It is. He's buried deep. Uh, right here, easy peasy. Just gotta. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh-huh. It's right here. Uh, I also uh, really enjoyed the return of Sid, uh, played by Rachel Keller. Oh, Hamish Linklater. Hamish Linklater is the name of that actor. He's really great. Hamish. Mm-hmm. I did not. I thought it was going to be a Jeremy. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a John. Uh, it's a return of all the characters you love. We got um, Sid, who, for a quick reminder, somebody, uh, actually, I think I have the tweet right here. Let me bring that up real quick. Danny2099 at Echo Spider. Do you guys fully understand everyone's powers? I'm pretty sure I know what everyone does, but without reference to the comics, I don't know that I fully understand everyone's powers. Thanks, Legion. It's such a beautiful show. So, just as a quick uh, rehash for for those of you that maybe did watch the premiere or just want to check it out. By the way, if you just want to check it out, go watch season one. Because if you... You're going to be completely lost if you try it's, to start. You're with, going to get, but yeah. you're going to get treated to some of the coolest storytelling yeah. in, in and, TV show history. And you might be like me, where it took me a minute. It's definitely there was never a question of the quality of the show being made. It was a question of whether I was into it or not. And it took me a while to get into the rhythm of the show. I think episode four, and I was like, oh shit, no, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, and it, it but like you said, so it's amazing it throughout. It's yeah. just, can you get on board with yeah. it? Um, so we've got Dan Stevens, who plays David mm-hmm. Haller, a.k.a. Legion, mm-hmm. um, in the comics. Uh, and he in this show, he's psychic. He's fairly, he, he is what would traditionally just be a basic bitch. Psychic Jean Grey, Professor X abilities, and it's in just, season one they deal they use that as a way of dealing with like he thinks he has he has schizophrenia, but really he might just be listening to everyone at once or both. Yeah, it, or, might yeah, both. It, it might be both, and also he might have a psychic parasite in his brain. Yes, uh, uh, but also from there it's not just psychic; it 
kind of branches off into he's got a multitude of powers inside of him, yeah. like astral projection or teleportation yeah. or uh, he's, he's crazy powerful mm-hmm. and, and, and and maybe crazy, <laughs> may, may, uh, maybe crazy. And he is the only one other than the big bad who is uh, Shadow King or spoilers. Amal Farouk. Farouk. Yeah, uh, which we get a brief look at the real Farouk for we a second, did. which is that was like. Oh shit! That's the guy from the comic. Like they just—that's the guy. Like they I, just I didn't captured realize him. it until I just looked up IMDb and yeah. I just saw that name, and my eye, my brain just exploded. Yeah, and if you've ever read a comic with Shadow King or watched the '90s X-Men series, the guy—the second you see him in the pile, it's like, oh, that's him. Yeah, it's it's just perfect. They just—it's perfectly him. And also the sh- the the texture of this show, yeah. exactly what he should look like. Yeah, exactly. don't you can do all your crazy stuff with uh, Lenny and everything, but that's him. Yeah. So those two are the only real ones from the comics. Mm-hmm. It, but after that. We, we got Sid yeah, and her power is uh, she's kind of a rogue uh, stand in a little bit yeah. where with her touch she can swap bodies with a with someone yeah. or something which happens in this episode which yeah. is pretty cool and pretty crazy because it was like oh man I f- forgot how fucking weird this is and that's is. a great example of like taking the conceit the typical X-Men setup and using it in different and interesting ways where she is kind of like Rogan that she can't touch people mm-hmm. um, but the way the way her power plays out is more is, is different mm-hmm. is different than that and also we have uh, Ptolemy uh, Wallace who is it was cool to see him back and he's got yeah. great style uh, everyone has great style in this um, his played power, by Jeremy Harris yes what, can you explain his power a little bit he well, this because this is the only one that we don't really get an example of yet in this season mm-hmm. um, he can go into your memories and like literally exist within the memory and walk and, and around and it. walk around with it and can interact although if i remember correctly he chooses not to because that's problematic you can change the memory if yeah. you mess with it too much also i remember last season there was an they went and talked to like a bank teller yeah uh, or someone who was in Jer- uh, uh david's life and yeah. he he could like sift through her memory without her knowing yeah which was interesting as well yeah he's really cool we also have uh bill earl Irwin who plays carrie uh Loudermilk. and also uh amber mid Thunder, which, which is, is the a, greatest name ever, who also plays Carrie Loudermilk. Yeah, this is my. This is when they revealed this power. That was like when the final switch went off. I'm like, no, I'm in. Yeah, because she she's the badass, kick ass, throw into a fight, can take anybody down, and he's like the the quiet scientist type, and they exist in the same body. They it, so basically two Carries were born to two different families at the exact same time. This is the story they tell. Yeah, it might be a little bit not that but yeah. basically two individuals were born both named Carrie Loudermilk yeah. and then one day they both met and realized that they share the same they are the same person w- but different yeah what no they so they had him uh-huh and then she showed up later uh-huh and she so they had twins basically except one exists in the other Carrie's body the scientist uh the the dude body and she only ages whenever she appears outside of the body so, so he's, he's significantly older yeah and which is to, to kind of dumb that down basically it means that two people share the same body if you watch flash it's kind of like firestorm but in this it's a lot cooler and it's yeah. not fire powers it's just that it the, the only mutant part of this is that there are two people in and, one body and jacks only exists when he steps out of stein's body <laughs> yes oh dear lord and she's a badass she gets to do all the fun stuff while oh and i love how they explain that carrie the guy yeah. has to do like all the poop all like the eating all yeah. like all the tiresome stuff yeah while she gets to do all the fun stuff and it's like yeah that's not cool uh gene smart gene smart's so amazing she's such a good actress she was in um she played the mom did, did she play them am i am i i feel like i'm right about that but now i'm questioning myself. i'll look it up really no quick. no I'm, I'm an idiot i'm an idiot i'm an idiot never mind um so gene smart is um Bop, 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 bop. Yeah, um, she was in Fargo. Uh, mm. She played the. She did play the mom of the. 
She's been in a lot of stuff. She's amazing in it, but she plays Dr. Melanie Bird. Is she psychic? Or does she not have... Yes, she is psychic to a... uh, No. No, she is not. Oliver is. Her husband, played by Jermaine Clement. He is a psychic, and he likes to hang out in the astral plane. Uh, A little too much. A little too much, and he got stuck there. Uh, Or maybe he chose not to leave because he got a little confused. What a great reveal. I'm sorry if... You didn't watch season one with us, and you're just finding that out because I didn't know he was in the show until he showed up. Mm-hmm. And he has the best intro yeah. I think, from any other show because he tells like this weird story, and he's not really keeping track. And he's like living in an ice cube. It's it's, it's so cool. It's so cool, guys. He, they take the biggest concepts and they actually show. They actually make them work yeah. and show you how they work. It's amazing how they are able to do it. Um, but I did want to say, uh, but no, she's not psychic, but she has a good, she has a good way of talking to David and yeah. all the other people and helping them understand their abilities. She is the closest we get to a Professor X in this show. Just minus the powers. Yeah. It's very cool how, how she works. I think the, one of the coolest representations of how to control someone's power was she told David to imagine all the voices like it were coming out of a radio in his head mm-hmm. and go over to the knob and then turn it down. Yeah. And like it, they literally built a giant radio that the actor went over yeah. and turned the knob down and he was able to just concentrate on one voice at a time, which yeah. is really cool. And then finally we get to Aubrey Plaza who technically plays Lenny Bosker. She's listed as playing Lenny Bosker. Mm-hmm. And she does play a Lenny in the first episode and kind of through season one, but you find out that she really is just an extension or a, a mask. Manifestation of. Yes, of uh, Farouk yeah. or the Shadow King. Yes. Uh, and for the most part, when we we're, so good. when we see the Shadow King, it's just going to be... Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, which yeah. I'm totally fine with. Even though the guy that got to play Farouk. Let's get into spoilers. You know, let's. Uh, let, we I think we both really dug the this yes. And episode. I, there's at least one thing that I need to talk about. Uh, so we're going to dive into spoilers. But before we dive into that, so I'm going to get real for a second, Sam. Let's do it. It's, yeah. I like when we get to be real. Yeah. So this is this is a little little more serious because over 25 percent of new erectile dysfunction cases are guys under 40, mm-hmm. which is also a, a good chunk of our listening audience is mm-hmm. guys under 40. So this might be for you. Forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. Now, guys, sometimes we don't take care of ourselves very well. What are you, you talking know? about? We don't. We get there's a stigma of guys going to the doctor because we don't like if we have a problem that might be embarrassing. We don't like to sit in a waiting room and let you feel like you're being judged. And yeah. I, we've all been there. But guys, it's it's the 21st century. Let's move on. Yeah, let's take care of ourselves. Let's take care of ourselves. Thanks to science, ED can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat ED. You can get well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions that help you combat ED. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits, no lines. Save hours by going to 4 It's so easy. All you have to do is answer a few quick questions and chat with a doctor for a confidential review. Products are shipped directly to your door severe ed isn't just an issue for rich old guys sitting around in their bathtubs it affects men in their 30s and 40s so go to forhims.com slash osa for just five bucks a month you can test this out while supplies last see the website for full details this would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy that's forhims.com slash osa f-o-r-h-i-m-s.com slash osa it's hard made easy say hello to your little friend now back to the show but yes let's move into Spoilers, guys. Here's the thing: this show is so big and so crazy, and the ideas are so enormous that even us talking about spoilers do not do the show justice. Even if yeah. we're going to reveal something right now, you're not going to see it coming when you watch this show because I just rewatched the end with you, and I totally forgot about what happened. <laughs> I had totally, I had to, I was There's processing so, many other so much. Here's the one thing I need to talk about. Go in. There, there is a, there is a psychic battle sequence, and typically when we watch uh, these 
shows or movies it's you have the actor do weird faces as cg colors shoot out of their head which happened in the finale of season one yeah which briefly and that was like one of the weakest like really when you did that it was cool though. it was cool this time the way they depict what i can only describe as one of the most epic psychic battles i've ever seen on a show is as an interpret an interpretive dance battle and i need it i need it but really quick it's between yeah uh dan stevens yes Jermaine Clement. Yes. And Aubrey Plaza. They yes. each have their own teams. Yeah. And each of the dancers are so good. They're all, and all the actors are like, they have great facial expressions. Jermaine Clement's just wearing like a 70s pantsuit kind of yeah. thing. And also in season one, they kind of like made it seem like he's been asleep for like a long time. Yep. And, but his fashion is this, but also so is a lot of other people. So you're yeah. like, whatever yeah. whatever this means uh but his fashion's great aubrey plaza's like got a great look to her as well because she like can like change between like really put together yeah and then also like looks like she's not keeping it together at the yeah. same time and dan stevens he's got a great look for uh for dave Holler. and it's just such a like i i will never be able to sit through one of those just normal psychic battles again where they're just look, giving each other angry looks it's like no give me the psychic dance battle mm-hmm. come on what are you doing it's amazing and i love the way you take stuff like psychic battles the astral plane self abstracts right and it's stuff that these genres either have a specific language for doing that's kind of played out or they don't quite know how to do it because it's so it's it's we don't know we don't know how do you depict something that's interior like that i like and this show it has the perfect way of unpacking that like where does Jermaine Clement's stuck in the astral plane. What does that mean? He lives in a giant ice cube. Like it, it's it's well, his body's being frozen, frozen outside. Yeah, and it just makes it makes everybody else look lazy. Mm-hmm. No, like uh, the closest, I guess. Have you ever seen Contact with Jodie Foster? No, it's a great alien movie. It's a really it's my favorite interpretation of an alien reaching out to humans. Cool. Um, but there's a moment where uh, Jodie Foster gets to talk to the aliens yeah and the way she gets there is crazy trippy um but they they're like we don't know what your brain can handle because we don't know human biology that much we're just we're glad you're able to figure out what our message meant so we sh- are going to show you our world through your eyes mm-hmm. so it only look it looks like earth yeah. but kind of not re it does it looks shinier it yeah. doesn't look it looks manufactured the way she looks at it um and she talks to spoilers for contact that came out over 20 years ago so don't get mad at me for this yeah. but the the alien that she speaks to looks like her dad and that's yeah. and it's a very emotional moment because they're like we want you to be able to understand us the most so we wanted to show you someone you respect and yeah. that's how it works and it's really cool anyways um that was the closest they got to like taking something that's really abstract and kind of trying to boil it down so we yeah. understand it that's how legion does it but they get to have more fun with it it's like <laughs> uh someone who doesn't want to be infected by stuff in the astral plane they look like a uh old-timey scuba diver with like the tube and everything that's how they don't get psychic bugs inside the closest thing i can think of to compare it to is um actually weirdly avatar the last airbender because their Mm. abilities that normally when it's become a pet peeve of mine when somebody's trying to help somebody use their powers they're like just think harder or whatever uh i just my brain just went to stranger things season two where 11 meets what was it eight yeah and it's just like oh just Use your emotions. Yeah. And whereas Avatar The Last Airbender paired those powerful movements with physical martial arts. Mm -hmm. And so the ways those characters learn to use their abilities is the same way you learn martial arts. You know what I mean? And so it's tangible. Mm. It's, it's, it makes it feel more real because whenever somebody's like, use your emotions, it's like, oh, you don't know. The creator of this doesn't know how you're supposed to use these powers. Yeah. And so it's just the idea of you're learning. Mm -hmm. It's not actually seeing the character learn. And so with this, that, that finding, how do you interpret a, psych- uh, a psychic battle 
season one, we had silent movie silent scary movie fight you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it, it, it basically that was that was the perfect way of encapsulating because the actors all or the characters in the show lost the ability to hear as this was going and they actually saw the title cards when people were talking like, yeah it didn't become a silent film for the viewer it became a silent film for the people in it so instead so it's of absolutely terrifying yeah, so instead of saying this telling us this character's feeling something we're feeling it with them we're, yes. we're interpreting we're interpreting how they feel this is going on and it just works man it's just so engaging and fun and i'm telling you man uh x-men dark phoenix if uh she doesn't have a psychic dance battle it's no good yeah you missed it you, <laughs> you missed, missed the it. You missed the opportunity but, oh, man this uh also so a lot of elements that freaked me out in this episode yeah the clattering teeth the people who were affected oh by this uh wherever oliver is going which means wherever the shadow king's going yeah. it's, it's infecting people with a a psychic disease Great. that's making them stop moving they stop yeah. eat they stop they're still breathing yeah. but their teeth are chattering really fast like yeah uh, or maybe it's moving just but since everyone's doing it off, it sounds like a constant yeah. wave of teeth chattering. And they, and they it's so people, terrifying. They just have those people stored in a room, right? And they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. And also, like the and Division Three, where our most of our cast is working now, and where we're going to probably where our main base of operation with yeah. is. By the way, the real set, the outside set they use of that is the library at CSUN and hey. uh, at Cal State Northridge. And so then they built everything on top of it to make it look, you know, neo futurist, but also retro at the same time yep. with all the like patterns. The it's amazing. Uh, it's so cool. The uh, it, but with because of that we find out that the psychic disease doesn't affect children. So the army that's defending this complex is children. Also, we meet the head of Division Three, which ha- and they call that a Basque on the head. There's actually a term for what that is. Well, he uh, did, because no one would understand doesn't know immediately what that is. Yeah. So you'd say it's a guy wearing a basket. Yeah. Uh, which uh, let me get the actor or let me see if I can actually find what what they call the. I don't remember. It's, it's uh, I can't remember his name. Is General something or other, and um, I guess he's. The way he describes himself is he's divided his consciousness and merged it with a machine. So you can't read his mind because it's almost like he doesn't exist. Like his mind almost doesn't exist. And, but it, it, but the pieces of it exist inside these female, male robot bodies. And that's not me being no, it's, not progressive. It's, it's, it's female bodies, but yeah, they're growing mustaches. The most female body. They've got like dancer bodies. Yes. Like they're the most feminine bodies. And they, but have, they have female mustaches. voices. Yeah, and they, but they have mustaches. But they have female voices in the same way GLaDOS has a female voice. And the way they speak, it's like a computer, but yeah. the, it, it's also in sing-songy, like the way GLaDOS speaks as well. And, it, and when you hear them talk, it's like it's kind of beautiful like yeah. the way they speak and the way they look is also kind of beautiful but at the same time you're kind of like what's happening what am i looking at exactly yeah. and that's cool especially when they're talking through magnifying glasses yes that's amazing it's such that's so weird james bond villainy yeah. garbage whatever that is it's great and they're also like hanging around it it's, speaking of james bond villain we're introduced back with sid where she's holding a cat and so we think she switched bodies with a cat for a second because, because the human Sid yeah. does like licking and, and grooming yes. herself while the cat turns and looks to Carrie and yeah. s- doesn't speak by moving its mouth, but it sends out yeah. it its words. Yeah. Her voice. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. I don't know, but it's amazing. And um we get David back, he's been gone for a year. He was in we know that he at some point um came in contact with uh, Farouk or Oliver yeah. or Lenny, whatever. Yeah. I came in contact and had a battle in a club. But there's a lot of stuff in between that we don't know. Like he was in the middle of a forest, it was on top of a building in yeah. the middle of a city. Hmm? Mm-hmm. 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 That's the show. Uh, and also, we know that he at some point had a conversation with a future Sid, maybe. Yeah. So that could have been the dream happening right then, or that could have been something that happened 
previously. So based on the information we're given in this episode, the mm. orb that sucked up David is from the future. Mm-hmm. From sent, Sid. Yeah, sent from future Sid who is missing an arm, according to this. Mm-hmm. However, there is a sequence in this that... Uh, gives us a visual metaphor for delusion and how delusion works and it's it's pretty it's beautiful because there's a little bit of animation that they use and also uh they're using in like a, a story yeah where i wonder if the the first one's an actual uh like legend proverb. legend and proverb i yeah. wonder if that one other one's an actual story mm-hmm. and the idea is that uh the, the proverb abridged is yeah. that a a monk uh was able to transfer his consciousness and kind of become well, he, a butterfly. He dreamed himself. He uh, he was able to perceive himself as a butterfly. Yes, yeah. and and for the most part, he was like, yeah. or he wasn't. That's the point. Is it's yeah. a delusion. And when he came back into his own body, yeah, there was a moment of doubt. And yeah. when the doubt set in, it's that he didn't know was he a butterfly first that became a man and now he's back to being a butterfly again yeah. or was he a man that became a butterfly and becoming a human yeah was again? he the the way they phrase it is was he a man dreaming that he was a butterfly or a butterfly dreaming that he was a man exactly and yeah. like so you get and that's the problem with delusion is that when you feed into it yeah it becomes cyclical and becomes toxic yeah. and they actually have these really cool visuals between uh two eggs hatching yeah. and reality is a real chick yeah but delusion is this, this mutant tar thing tar babe no tar baby is a racist term yeah. that was in uh that disney movie yeah. uh, but it's like this tar chick thing, thing with a bunch with of like legs spider, yeah spider legs coming out the back and it, it attacks reality it yeah. it, it tears it apart and they also have another story there where a guy wakes up where uh, or no a guy a normal trips, guy yeah. trips and he thinks that because he tripped the leg that tripped must not belong to him which yeah. is just a thought that came into his head where it's like must be somebody else mucking around with it yeah uh and then it feeds into it that yes he can feel the leg yeah but he doesn't have he doesn't own that leg ba- anymore yeah basically the idea that this isn't his leg consumes his sense of self uh-huh. to the point where he cuts off his own leg Oh, the great is when he's on the bus and he just stabs himself yeah. in the leg. When it, and it still hurts. Yeah. But. But maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's, it's not. not yeah. His, maybe it's and not it's, his leg. And at first, my, my issue with that kind of metaphor is that it almost, it could come across as victim blaming that you're choosing to feed the not good chick. Mm-hmm. Except the visual of the person dealing with the chicks is Aubrey Plaza. Plenty slash Shadow King, so it's 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 more your toxic self, like it's something you don't have control over. Yeah, no, and is the, because is the impression. she's a parasite, it's yeah. the it's the she's the embodiment of disease, and it's disease that's allowing this delusion yeah. to to live. It's not the person, yeah. It's that it's the disease, and that's a really cool visual once they get to that. Yeah. So before we see future, before we see the sequence that gives us future Sid, we see the tar check climb under David's bed. Mm-hmm. And so then we see future Sid. And is that then, the bed, and then, or is that when they're in Dreamland where they're, they're having sex? They're they're in Dreamland holding each other in bed, and then we see the real reality where there's a divider between them. Gotcha. And then and then Tarchik climbs under that bed, mm-hmm. and then when we're coming out of the vision with Sid. future Sid, it's from out from beneath the bed, mm-hmm. which answers goes to the question because what future Sid Sid tells him is that he should help Farouk find. His body, yes, cause because Farouk, that's the that's what we're trying to do this season. Because last season we found out that David's dad, Professor X, fought the Shadow King, and well, it, we assume it's Professor X within the in the comics. It's Professor X. We well, you also the saw the, the wheelchair, yeah. so it's like yeah, yeah. Basically, whoever his dad was is a powerful psychic as well, yeah. And he fought Shadow King and was able to remove Shadow King from his body, yeah. But because of how powerful Shadow King is as a psychic, he was able to 
basically body hop yeah. uh, into another body. Uh, and he hopped into David. Yeah. And um, now season two's goal seems to be finding Farouk's body. Because if Farouk can reattach himself with his body, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Yeah, because uh, it was very uh-oh, SpaghettiOs before. And yeah. also we found out in this episode that he has been alive for a very long time. They, the latest they can go... The, the earliest they go back is 1800s. Yeah. So maybe even before that. So he's very formidable. Yeah. And whoever this, whatever he is. At this point. Yeah. And um, also, psychic villains are so goddamn scary because it's like, and also we're like left with this idea that maybe Shadow King still has a hold on David in some way. Which is kind of implied with the tar chick. And, and so there's the impression of like, is that actually future Sid or is it a delusion? Is Has David gotten in his mind that he needs to help Farouk do this and now it's going to take over his common sense mm-hmm. I don't know because yeah. future Sid does look weird it looks like a pro- like a projection like the yeah. way they light her and the way they show things is like she can't speak so Farouk doesn't have to fake her voice which wouldn't be hard but like, yeah. the, it, there's seeds of doubt Yeah, and that's the whole point of this season is uh, when seeds of doubts are sown like when can you start trusting even yourself yeah and this show is doing an amazing job. Which is kind of true in... I'm sorry, finish your thought. No, it's, this show is... This season's doing a great job of, like, it's sowing seeds of doubt. Each character... Most characters don't trust David. David doesn't trust himself or other people. He's got his own agenda. Yeah. And so that gives, like, that, that you know, gives validation for everyone not trusting him. Yeah. Uh, but also, he's going through his own shit, so it's like... There's so many different like branches of this conflict. Yeah, I am. I'm interested to see how they like kind of like clean it up a little bit. Yeah. Also, fun fact: the last season was eight episodes. This is going to be ten, which is cool. pretty cool, and uh, that makes me happy because the show is so good. Yeah. So, and it's and that's not. These are important questions to ask, not just for people dealing with mental illness, but just for people. The idea of perception and when you can trust yourself. For example. Uh, the other day, my wife was looking for a specific type of charger that I told her I hadn't handled in months. And so it's like, I don't know where that is. I don't know why it's missing, I, but I didn't handle it. And then this morning, you asked me if you could borrow it again, reminding me that you used it a couple weeks ago, and I'd forgotten that I'd let you use it, and it was still sitting on my table over here, even though I was convinced in my brain that I hadn't touched it in months. Mm-hmm. So perception, even for theoretically mentally healthy people, is slippery also it's like when you kind of like this is an idea that i don't fully understand so i won't go too far into it but also like a lot of people talk about that quantum physics (laughs) uh well actually when it comes to the universe being a simulation i didn't understand this until someone actually broke it down for me yeah the idea is if we can make if we are able to get a powerful enough computer yeah and we're able to make a simulation of the universe yeah and we can make it we get by that idea we could make countless simulations of the universe yeah you know so you get like a mini multiverse by that logic that means there is a very high chance that our universe is also a simulation somewhere else out there. The way that it, it, that it becomes infinite inside the computer, yeah. that ours could also be that. That Or, and then even beyond that, you could go in the idea of what, that at that point, the, what we consider the nature of it, what constitutes a simulation. Yes. And you know it, what I mean? Like, it, it becomes, it, it, see, I don't fully and understand then, And then we're it. also getting to, basically to under that construct there is definitely a god yes because somebody had to make the simulation mm-hmm. whatever that 
what what we would constitute as a simulation, but on the scale that it is, might be constituted as something else. But functions, just like those aliens with Jodie Foster, we're talking about it in terms that we can understand yeah. anyway. You know, but sorry, I did want to uh, bring up also that I don't know a lot about that, but check that out. But also, it, it comes back to like doubt and perception and like how you look at things. It's just like if you feed into sometimes those delusions and those uh, uh, crazier ideas yeah. that you have, everybody has them every once in a while, that it, how detrimental they can be to you and the Especially people around when you. Especially you. Like when you, you have like a, a scratch in your throat and you're like, shit, I got throat cancer. Yeah. Even something as simple as that, and, you know what I mean? And like, feeding into that or like um, lashing out at people for like smaller things. Like, it, yeah. it, it can, this could be applied to a lot of different things. And the way Legion goes about showing it to you, it, it, you get a very fantastic way of looking at it, but at the same time, deep down, you understand what it's trying to like tell you. Yeah. Which, bravo. Like, because yeah. fuck, that's an, an, an immensely difficult thing to say. Absolutely. Also, they get to have a, as fun as they want on yep. the show. They get to make the craziest sets. What, the, the weird... S- Waffle boats in the middle yeah. of the cafeteria. You're gonna like, yeah, just gonna need waffles. That's the first thing he asks for yep. when he comes out of his little dream state. If I'm being honest, I get it. I'd go for some waffles. So oh, I want fucking pancakes. Can we get breakfast after this? Yes. Thank you. So uh, we're we're, time, we're getting close to wrapping up, but just a, qu- a couple quick questions uh, from our fans. Susanna at not Susanna. Confusing. Speaking like of perception. Show, yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, I got you. Oh, oh no. Somebody. She wrote. Do you believe Sid from the future is really Sid? So do you... We talked about how it could be, could not be, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. What I'm do you think? I'm thinking no. I'm You're thinking, thinking it's not. But if it's not, who sent the beacon then? I'm thinking... I don't know. I, the, the short answer is I actually don't know. But Which is great about this it, show. Perhaps it could be the real Sid, but he's getting... The real future Sid, but he's getting the wrong message out of it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. He's perceiving the information he's being given as wrong. I used the example when we were talking about it, and I don't know if this is the case, but on similar lines, she says, you find Farouk's body, and he takes that, whoops, he takes that as a directive, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's not meant as one. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's just information that's being shared. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily that, but something along those lines where he's misperceiving, just like the guy tripping with his leg. He tripped. But how he's processing that information is incorrect. Yes. And also, he could, even like when they say, I'm in the present, a yeah. gift, uh, maybe the gift is that he gets to take time out and yeah. that you're going to be moving forward to the future. Yeah. And yes, the Shadow King, they're going to they're gonna be looking, they're going to find him. Yeah. And just remember that I love you. I don't know. Like yeah. there's, there's a lot of interpretations of that. Maybe it is more straightforward or maybe it's just a delusion. Yep. Great show though, because like I love the last scene where everyone's dancing and he's like seeing all these people surrounding him, and it's like you're stuck in a bigger web yeah. that is far more complicated, and you might not be able to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, last question, Stephen Coronado at Word underscore Boy. What other X Men characters do you want to see make an appearance in season two? I'd like to see the Morlocks stop by. They would probably fit the tone of the show well. Quick update: Who who are the Morlocks? The Morlocks are the mutants that don't they can't blend in with humanity, and so they live in the sewers. Ah. So they look they look weird for whatever reason. The typical like Nightcrawler's beast, that kind of thing, mm. and they live underground because normal human society won't accept them. Gotcha. A great example actually would be Beak from Grant Morrison's new X-Men run. What does Beak look like? Beak is, Beak is uh, he just looks like a giant human chicken. Uh, so it's like, he's got that, which I, that's one thing I liked about Grant Morrison's run is that not everybody that gets a mutation, it's not always beneficial. Like dupe? <laughs> yeah, you don't like, get like, dupe? you don't get like a cool power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just look like, hey, you, you know, Angel, like you got bird wings. Beak, 
you look like a bird. Uh-huh. You don't get to fly or <laughs> no, anything like that. You just, you just look, like, look a bird. like a bird. Sorry, dude. And like, there's some like mutants they show sometimes where like they're all their skins transparent, so you see all their organs moving yep. around. You're like, yep. And that's all it is. Like yeah. that's the whole power. Not cool. Yeah. Not cool. So actually, something I watching this again, it's like I maybe because we've been watching Iron Fist recently for another gig. How cool would it be if the show was part of a netflix universe and he could pop over and you're like but wait his aesthetic so different that's what makes it great like he could just pop in have his powers and it looks like the rest of the netflix the defenders crossover it just looks like new york and then he goes back to his universe his show and you don't even say it's a different universe it just looks different and you're like why exactly mm-hmm. and we just move on we just move on <laughs> it's okay that it's different because yeah. he's different he is different uh but no the season two i'm so excited this is going to be a very uh, legends tomorrow and black lightning so far they're ending uh legends next week and black lightning the following week yeah uh those have been a treat and i'm glad that we're going to get another treat starting up right now uh it's always good to have dessert constantly uh <laughs> so i'm glad that we get legion uh because goddamn, this show is so good yeah like it's I, I don't know if we've sold it enough on for you guys, but if you want something new, if you want something to kind of like as a refresh of like this is the kind of shit that creative people like when given the right tools and and the right guidance, I think that's yeah. important too. They can make something really special for the viewer and for anybody and themselves. I'm guessing yeah. it must be very fulfilling to make a show like this. Do you want to see Legion crossover with the Gifted? Mm. None of it. None of that. Fair enough. None of that. No, thank you. Uh, But I, the the Netflix crossover was kind of cool. Like, uh, or at least like if Professor X showed up and like you see Patrick Stewart, I think would have a really cool energy to this show. Honestly, I I I need it. Just one, like, give me a five minute cameo at the end of an episode and call it a day. Like the main story they're leading off in this season is that his that David's father fought the Shadow King and the body's hidden somewhere. Why is it still around? I don't know. Like, why yeah. doesn't it die? And I really, I, I, I really want them to pull that off. I, I think I might even be okay if they cast a different Professor X. I'm worried that they'll try and make it a different psychic character. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll just say it's a different powerful psychic. Um, another Some, character, guys, that, you, if you're not watching live, one of the lights just flashed somewhere, and that's definitely a psychic. Yeah, that's definitely something. psychic. I also wouldn't hate seeing maybe a character like Psylocke because she has a history with Shadow King too. Uh, Storm actually has a big history with Shadow King, at least in the '90s cartoon. Uh, Danny Boy said, because uh, uh, aren't they both from Africa? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, Danny Boy said Hank McCoy, and like I think mainly the visual of like a giant blue ape that's guy. A, that's fun to think about how a show like this would interpret typical X-Men and how it would be so much weirder within the context of this show. Yeah, when it happened. Yeah. Uh, or people would be so accepting of it so quickly. Yeah, but it, it, they would make us feel weirder about it. Yeah. The people in that world would be like, cool, and we'd be like, this is the strangest version of Beast ever so cool but i did like your pitch for dr strange and uh noah holly working on that i'm excited for more episodes and hopefully you guys are too hopefully uh, you enjoyed this episode of only stupid answers make sure you go to onlystupidanswers.com to find all of our social information like our twitter reddit facebook all that fun stuff you can find all the places to listen to it you can even listen to it on the website which is pretty cool we had dj figure that out he nailed it thanks man. also you can find our youtube channel stuff there our patreon patreon.com slash only stupid answers there which is very cool and guys sign up for that newsletter so that you can get updates on our live event may 8th 8 p.m uh all of our friends are going to be there. It's, it's going to be a so blast. It's so exciting. And make sure you go to Chaos Theory Comic. 
singular.com thank you uh, for more updates on his comic we got DJs. so many exciting things coming up sam you can find sam at sam basher yes. for all the fun stuff you do you do stuff over new rock stars yes. and a bunch of other stuff and we have actually been working on a project we can't really talk too much about i'm guessing just no, because it'd be confusing for other things yeah yeah but you we will let you know what it is so you can check out yep. uh that content because it's not only stupid answers but it is sam and dj paneling around having a good time so yeah, keep an so eye out for that plenty of stuff coming up stay tuned for more and thank you for joining us this week and we will catch you next week also really quick last thing yeah. if you're if you're staying oh. staying to the end next saturday Ooh. since when this comes out we're gonna be doing our watch along for the month so Ooh. if you're ten dollars plus we'll see you there watching guardians of the galaxy volume two yay right? yep cool all right we did it yep all right love you guys see you next time Bye-bye. bye bye